0: Good afternoon. You're listening to K Tahoe AM and FM. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Good afternoon. It's a rainy Monday. In I kind of like rain, though. It's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, it it's like a it all changing up. up, change of week. So I got a good beach day in on Friday. So there you go. Feeling feeling lucky about that. So today we are talking about a life well lived, and this show is dedicated to Barbara Novak, who's a local in town who passed away last week and um she was one of my buddies from the gym and um just a fantastic woman um but she passed away on Wednesday at age 64 and it reminded me um of the uncertainty of life yeah. and i don't i'm not somebody who gets um particularly sad About death, because I think that it's kind of the next phase and it's the circle of life. And, um, in fact, I have a really good friend, Martha Atkins, who, um, Dr. Martha Atkins, (laughs) who is, uh, has done some TED Talks on deathbed visions and, um, and grieving and kind of the next phase and, um, just very fascinating, but really, um, has made me, I don't know, has given me kind of a different outlook on it and, and this idea of going home. And so, Mm um, so anyhow, it's, you know, but it does make you reflect on like, wow, gosh, you know, life is uncertain and we don't know how long we have. And and so um, today I invite you to reflect on a series of questions to kind of examine what's going on in your life, how you're living your life, and if it's a life that you're, you know, happy to be living and feeling really good about. And, uh, because that in the end of the day, that's really what we can ask for, right? Is we have the choice to live however many days we live on this planet in a way that either feels great to us or doesn't. And, um, and that's on us.
0: I think that yeah, reminds me of something a, a kind of a saying i've always had in my life we can 't we have no control really over the am- amount of days we live or the number of breaths we take. We have complete control though over how we live them
1: yeah, great quote great quote and it's um and that's very true, and this you know the power of choice is an important piece to that so um so I'm just going to kind of go through a series of questions here, and I just invite you to reflect on them, and one of them may hit you, and it may stick with you, and you may think like wow, that That was powerful for me. And some of the others may kind of be like, eh, and that's okay. You know, but the point is to just take a moment to reflect because I think in today's world, we are so darn busy and we really glorify being busy, right? Like doing, you know, as much as we possibly can and we try to do it all. And the reality is we can't do it all. And if you haven't come to that realization yet, like hear me now, you cannot do everything. You Mm. have to choose at some point. And so, um, so, just invite you to kind of cruise along. So, the first um, the first question is a very basic question. The first two questions are actually very basic. It is it is Are you well rested? <laughs> right now, Jen, my partner here, she does the morning show, and so she gets here around five ish every morning. So, um, so a little different, probably. But when you think about overall, week to week, month to month, like, are you well rested?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, the last two weeks I have um, changed. I was actually working out before I would come here in the right? morning. Right? I yeah. remember you told mm-hmm, me that. Yeah, and I had a, it, it, a lot of that reason was my daughter. Mm-hmm. Because like I get home and I want to spend time with her and, and right. not have. Sorry, I got to eat an hour and a half here while I do this. Um. But so I talked to her about it and what the effects were on me and and what she felt. And she's like, "Just work out when you get home. I don't care." All oh the workout too or something.
1: Oh, that's nice. So you're providing a good model for her too. So
0: she was, you know, it was and it's made a big difference in my over how I feel this last, especially this last week.
1: That's great. And so it's a good example of how to model, um, choosing what makes you feel good and how you get rest, right? Because sometimes we make good choices at the expense of other good choices, right? Like I get up at four in the morning to work out, uh, at the expense of seven hours of sleep a night, you know? So now I only sleep four hours (laughs) and I work out, which both of the, you know, working out is good, but not if it kills your sleep.
0: Yeah, and it can also undo a lot of the um, workout benefits. Yeah, especially if you're trying to lose weight.
1: Yeah, and in fact, there's actually an article in the Tribune on Saturday about how sleeping is helps burn fat. I yeah. love that. I, t- I told Arno say that article <laughs> because <Back asleep. laughs> I'm going back for a nap this afternoon. Your body will hold on
0: to fat if you're not getting enough sleep.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so ask yourself that question: Are you well rested? Because this is kind of a fundamental, basic. If you're not well-rested, chances are you are trying to do way too much, Mm -hmm. right? And when you think about a life well-lived, some people will make the argument that like, well, I just want to do everything. I just want to live life to its fullest and embrace every moment. And I'm all for that. I have zest and enthusiasm and my one of my top five values. However, if you are so unrested, So tired, you're not fully present for all those other things. And so really, you're not living life to the fullest. You're kind of living life to the half fullest, Mm -hmm. doing all kinds of things with half of the energy and attention. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's this cool slide that we show at Peelink Coaching Center for Excellence that my friend and partner Gretchen created that shows the eight hours in a day and it shows the physical, um, you know, and talks about the physical benefits of getting sleep and exercise and time with others and time within and all of that. And then you know, we usually talk to people in the room about how much time they actually, um, are spending and, you know, with the commute and getting ready and meetings and longer work days. And, uh, it's shocking to see how much we're putting aside. And so, um, so very, at the very base of it, are you well rested? And if you're not, Think about why you're not and see what you can do to change that. Second question is, are you well nourished? Now, this is another great example of when we're glorifying this whole busy thing, right? I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to make healthy choices. It's like everybody has time to make healthy choices. You can go to Subway and get apples instead of chips. Like <laughs> there are healthy choices out there, but you do have to think about it ahead of time. And uh, and so you think about are you well-nourished? Because that's another thing that if you're not even getting time to f- properly hydrate and feed your body, mm-hmm. um, there's just, you know, I just find very little excuse for that. I find very little tolerance for people who say like, I just don't have time to eat well. And it's like, okay, well, I can see how maybe you're not going to make your own granola bars or, (laughs) you know, maybe you're not going to um, do, you know, make everything from scratch. But like you can still choose healthy choices, even if it's. 50% 50% of the time. Well,
0: that's right? that's so true. I mean, you can go into a grocery store and buy a bag of chips or you can buy a bag of cherries or grapes or something if you're right. one of those little, you know, finger... Like if you need a that, snack that or, whole or thing almonds that goes on. or whatever. Yeah. You know, there, there are definitely choices that you can make. I watched one of those or um, Learning channel shows my mm-hmm. six hundred pound life or something. Oh and my gosh! And this woman was trying to get this get the surgery uh-huh, thing then the, the lap band something. I yeah, uh, <clears throat> and it was really interesting. The doctor had said, you know, you need to lose X amount of weight before the surgery, and I never really I've heard that before, but I never knew why. I thought it you know was for health reasons or something. Right, right. But actually, they want to show that you have commitment, I guess, to the program, and that oh. you are. I'm going to do it. And anyway, she's trying to do this. And then even after she eventually gets the surgery, I mean, her whole family's eating. I won't name the fast food chain, but a popular one mm-hmm. with some arches that um, are, that's all they're doing is drive through for this. And it's like, come on. And her thing is, we don't have time. I've got my kids. What else am I you know?
1: Right. So that whole, that whole lie, we don't have time, um, you really don't have time not to make time, right? Everything that we do each day is a choice. Absolutely. And so if you choose to drive your kids to 17 different activities in a week and then not have time to eat well, that's on you. That's not anyone's fault, but yours because you chose to do that. So, um, so second question, are you well nourished? Um, then I want you to think about what is absolutely essential to a life well-lived for you. So when you think about what a life well-lived for you means, I mean, for me, you know, I know what a life well-lived for me means. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a life where my, I'm feeling relaxed a lot more of the time. I'm feeling at peace. I'm not reactionary. I have lots of willpower and self-regulation because I'm taking good care of myself with sleep, exercise, good food, um, good people. I have time to think. I have time to meditate. It doesn't have to be an hour a day, but I do fit it in. And um, and I'm doing things that matter to me. Now, that may not be your definition of a life well lived. And that's okay, because everyone has their own. And I think that that's something that's really important, is that so many times today, we get our definitions of what a life well lived is, you know, means from a magazine. You know, you open up a one of the magazines that are out there for women and you think this is what a life well-lived looks like, or, you know, this is what I should be doing or this is what Martha Stewart does or this is what Oprah does or, you know, and the reality is it doesn't matter what any of them do and it doesn't matter what your friends do and it doesn't matter what your parents do. What it matters is what you do and what you want because it's different for all of us. And so, and there's nothing wrong with your best friend wanting one thing out of life and you wanting something different and you can still be friends. And you can still love each other and you can still think each other are great. Mm-hmm. You just have to accept each, each person for their individuality. So spend some time thinking about what is absolutely essential to a life well lived for you so that you can think back and say like, am I living a life well lived right now? Am I doing that? And if the answer is no, like what, what's missing? All right. And think about that. Then think about, are you prioritizing things you want and things that you love and people? that you truly enjoy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I found I'm, I just started reading this great book, essentialism by, uh, Greg McEwen, McCowan. I can't, I'm not sure how his last name is pronounced, but, um, but the book is, um, it's all about, you know, simplifying and what's, what's most important. And it's all then his kind of theme for the book is less, but better. And so when you're thinking about, um, that you have to think about what is you know what are you prioritizing and he talks at the beginning of the book it's really interesting about priority um for years it was it was singular it was priority was a singular noun mm-hmm. right and a, there was only one priority because it was the the very next thing right mm-hmm. it's like the thing that had to happen prior to the rest of the stuff mm-hmm. well then he said um for 500 years it was a singular noun and then all of a sudden in the 1900s, they decided to turn it into a plural noun and make it into priorities. And, you know, and basically now he talks about different companies and how they have priority one priority, two priority, three priority, four, which basically says nothing's a priority because everything's a priority.
0: Right. And
1: so I thought it was really fascinating, but, um, but think about that. Who are you prioritizing time for? What are you prioritizing time for? and, is it the stuff that you really love and are they the people that you really enjoy? Because if you're making time in your life to go spend time with people who, you, who aren't bringing you great joy and companionship and shared values and all of that, like why are, you know, why are we doing that? Are you doing that just to be nice? Are you doing that because they need you and that fills a meaning and purpose bucket? Or are you doing it out of just sheer obligation? Mm-hmm. And so just think about that. And then uh, question number five here in A Life Well Lived is, are you working to buy things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't like? This cracked me up when I read this line out of the book, I was like, this is hilarious. Because how many of us have done this? I will go on record to say that I have done this. So you don't have to be alone as you're chuckling in the car or wherever you are. But I mean, we do that. We work super hard to buy something that we don't necessarily need with money that we have to put on a credit card to impress people that we don't even like. And I don't think like intentional, I wouldn't say I've done this intentionally. Like, oh, I'm going to go put that on a credit card so that Susie thinks I'm great. You know, Susie is a fictional character, Mm -hmm. by the way. (laughs) But, um, but I mean, I think we do this unintentionally like, Oh, I want the respect of my peers or, and if you really look at it and you think like, who, who is everybody? And Martha Beck actually has a really cool, Uh, exercise around the everybody's we haven't gosh that was years ago we did that show we should do that again
0: um i use that with my daughter but
1: you know when you say everybody will think that this is cool or everybody thinks that i'm not good at basketball or you know everybody wants me to be a cheerleader or whatever um it's a great exercise to just write down who is everybody Write down at least six names of people who believe that. And typically you'll find out something, you know, people who you would never expect are in that list. I mean, I had for a while there in my early 20s, I had like ex-boyfriends in my everybody's. And I had a high school basketball coach in my everybody's. And it was like, whoa, why am I letting these people influence my life. Like they're not even in my life. Why are they still influencing my decisions?
0: People that aren't in your life, people that may be there, but you really don't want in your life. Or if you could even get to six.
1: Right. You can't even, but you never can. I mean, you'll do it. You'll probably get to three, maybe unless you've got like a really judgmental family and lots of brothers and sisters who are all on the same page. But I've never had a client say like, Oh yeah, here's six and knock it out. You just don't. So question yourself when you hear everybody, but do think about that? Are you working to buy things that you don't need with money that you don't have to impress people that you don't like? And if the answer is yes, know that you're not alone, that you are surrounded by great company in the United States and probably many other countries, but since I don't live there, I can't comment on them. Um, and then ask yourself, why am I doing that? And is that serving me at my highest purpose? And if it's not, what's a shift I can make to stop doing that? Right, because we think about that, we get to this, um, we get to this place of like, I need a bigger house. We need to upgrade. We need a, you know, a bigger car, a better car, a, a more expensive, brand new, super cute clothes. I need the latest trend. I need the, you know, the fanciest bag. I need, and it's like, do you, do you really need that? And some things we want,
0: and that's okay. Sometimes and that's okay. Yeah.
1: But be honest with yourself. Like, lean into that and think to myself, like. Is there anyone besides myself who I'm thinking about pleasing by buying this thing, right? Or fitting in with or looking good for. So, um, so moving on here, question number six, if you found out you had six months or a year to live, would you be happy with how you'd spent the last five, 10 or 20 years of your life? Now, this is a big one right? This is a big one. If you think about it, if, if tomorrow you went in for your regular checkup and they said, I'm so sorry, Alexis, you know, but you have a year. We, we estimate you have about a year, which could mean two or three or could mean six months. We don't know. But, um, would, would you look back and say like, wow, I'm so glad that I spent the last 10 years of my life doing what I'm doing. Or would you look back and say like, what in the world have I done? Why would I have spent all that time? And, The point is, is just to reflect on it. And if there's an inkling of that, like, ooh, if I knew that, things would change today. Mm -hmm. Why not think about how you could make some small changes today to move towards that life you want?
0: I think that's an important thing, too, because I think most people, myself included, would look back and there would definitely be parts. So you'd be like, ugh, what was I thinking? Why did I do it? But other parts you wouldn't change at all. Right. Great joy. So it is those small changes that would probably have large impact. Right.
1: And it doesn't, and you know, these questions are meant to get you thinking. And then, you know, always as is with change, the intention is just one degree shifts, tiny little tweaks to what your daily routine is, tiny little tweaks to what your work routine is. For some people, they're ready to make the big giant leap of faith and like make a huge shift, but it doesn't always take that. Sometimes it can just take Having a conversation with your daughter about when you're working out so that you can get better sleep, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you feel physically better. And you find out like, oh, my gosh, I had all these boundaries around myself that I didn't even need to have around myself because I asked the question. Thank goodness I asked the question. You know, maybe the change for you is not changing a huge piece. It's just asking the question, like always testing the assumption that you have to do something. Right. Yep. So. um So then number seven, what do you need to say no to to say yes to a life you love? So think about like once you figured out kind of what is a life well lived to me, you know, would I be happy with the way I've lived the last five, 10, 20 years of my life? Are, do I, you know, what are the regrets? What do I wish I would have done differently? And then what do I need to say no to, to get closer to that, to the life I want? Because we, you, you know, I know there's a lot of things out there that say you can have it all. But the reality is, is that we really can't, we have to choose, Mm -hmm. right? We can pretend to have it all, but it's not really having it all.
0: Well, I think it's all by your own definition too.
1: Right. Right. And so maybe having it all for you is having a killer job and living in a place you love. And maybe that's having it all. And maybe for somebody else, it's being able to stay home with their kids and still live out their passion mm-hmm. through writing or something. I don't know. But um, but think about that. And again, these are just things to get you thinking about how you're living your life and help bring you back to intentional awareness about the decisions you're making. Because it is very easy to let 10 years slip by in the hamster wheel of life. I will tell you that. It goes. The time keeps marching on. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And we all kind of go around like in this crazy busy, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? It's so busy all the time. You know, And it's like... Take a breath and say no to something and stop the busy hamster wheel. Yeah. So a um, couple other things. Who are you allowing to influence how you're living your life? Is it your parents' idea for how you're supposed to be living your life? Is it your friend's that are influencing you? Is it the magazines? Is it TV? Is it, you know, real ho- Hollywood housewives or whatever those shows are, not. you know, what, but what are you, who, whose life are you living? Are you living your life? Or are you living the life that your mother always hoped you'd live? Or are you living the, you know, the life that your best friend always said you should live, right? You got to be in charge of your own life. <clears throat> and then finally, what needs to change today to start you on the right path. So, like, if you just think of one tiny thing that needs to change today to get you on the right path, what would that look like? You know, you don't have to answer Jen, but she's looking at me like, huh, that's, I gotta think about that. But, um, but like for me this weekend, I just realized like, I just need to stop getting so stressed out about silly things. Like my son dropping a knife on the brand new hardwood floor. It's like, whatever, somebody's going to do it. Like, is it worth getting super upset about and freaked out about? Not really. Right? Like yeah, I mean, right. it's going to happen at some point. So, um, so that's the, that's the change that I'm making is I'm trying to really evaluate, like, is this even worth getting upset or worried or, you know, focusing my energy on? Not really. Okay. Let's move on. You know, yeah. and I feel much more relaxed. So, um, So we talked about, uh, recommended reading is this book, essentialism by Greg McKeown. His, uh, basically he speaks of the idea less, but better. What can you do less, but better? So think about that. How can you get to a place in your life that you are living a life well and take control of your beautiful life? I mean, you have one and you don't know how long it is. So you could be a little lady with arthritis in your late nineties, or you could go early. We just don't know. And so, um, so I just encourage you to think about some of these questions and, and do some reflecting. And if these questions scare you a little bit, you know, reflect on that. Why do they? And, um, for more or any comments that you'd like to make, you can join us um, at the Peelink Coaching Center for Excellence Facebook page, um, or you can check us out on the website for more about our team, peelinkcoachingcenter.com. Very good. And we have an um, exciting workshop on values coming up on August 12th, which is a Tuesday. i check my date now and make sure I'm on Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. Don't and um, it'll be from 5 to 6.30. And it's on values. And so if you're interested in that, you can email me at alexis at plinkcoachingcenter.com. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It'll be at the Mountain Lab. Very cool. We'll see you there.
0: All right. Thanks, Jen. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. You've been listening to Alexis Robin with The Bright Side here on K Tahoe AM and FM.